Hey everybody, it's Terry Mitchell here with Voice on Fire interviews and uh, for those who have not watched or seen these before, uh, my mission is to speak to people that are the emerging change makers, difference makers and life influencers. They're people that have founded something, created something, even curated something that is destined to make a difference either in their very local community or with the broader scope of, of making it to the global village. And today's guest is Perry Yu, and I would like to welcome you, Perry. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for so much, so much for having me. It's a, it's a privilege. Excellent. No, it's a great, uh, great opportunity to, to get to know you and to uh, share your message with the Global Village, because as we know with uh, the internet and technology today, anybody around the world has the privilege and the opportunity to um, share a message and it can be heard from anywhere around the world. So I like to think global and see how you know we can impact our local communities and our global village. Then you know it's all about sharing really important messages. And your message today is a really important one. It's about health and nutrition, and particularly about empowering women. Um, I'm really fascinated to hear more about the yo-yo diet um, conversation that we're going to have. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, start that conversation with you, Kerry. Now, just to let others know what it is you do, um, share with me, what is your actual background um, and a little bit more about what it is you do? Yeah. So I'm an accredited practicing dietitian, and but I am a food loving dietitian. And because I love food, I think every, I want everyone to be able to enjoy food as well. So um, I find that, you know, our culture has such a strong dieting and weight loss culture. Um, which has been seems to be mixed into what people think health is as well. And I'm finding that a lot of people, especially women, in their pursuit for health, they're trying to diet, they're trying to lose weight. Um, and then they, in that process, they fall into this unhealthy diet trap where they're feeling, you know, just feeling all this guilt and the shame, feeling bad about themselves, having like, you know, poorer image about themselves. And so that really, like, really drove my passion to be able to help these women who have struggled with dieting, who feel like they're not good enough, who feel like they're just always overeating or emotional eating um, and just feeling guilty, like, after eating. And I just... I wish you could just everyone could just enjoy food so it's what it is without the guilt and shame and so my passion is to help these women to take back their health and take back control by being able to define their own health to be able to intuitively nourish their bodies um, so they're able to live life to the full without that burden of feeling like oh I can't eat something or just this stress and worry about food um, instead of just being able to enjoy it. Yeah, I totally hear exactly what you're saying in regards to that. I, I guess in one sense, I've been very fortunate. I came from a family where my dad was like six foot four and bean pole skinny. So I inherited his genetics, which, you know, I'm grateful for. Although that said, I'm not six foot four. So I've kind of, I'm more the compact version of his um, genetics. And so as a, as a female, I was very lucky that I didn't need to diet until recently and i found that obviously as i've gotten older and some health issues have come up the one thing that goes through my mind is oh, i really want to lose weight so i can hear that that message coming through from you what is it that you have focused on in terms of and you mentioned intuitive nourishment i love the sound of that what does that mean what's your focus there yeah, so I believe we've got a very incredible body that we have and it we were born to survive, right? So our body has all these systems in play that teaches us and shows us, you know, what we need and how much we need. Like to make it like for an example, um, you know, when we're hungry, that's our body telling us that, oh, I need nourishment. Mm -hmm. I need to eat. Or our body's like, oh, I feel full. It's like, oh, I've had enough to eat. It sounds so simple, but um, I think because of our dieting and our weight loss culture, we've been told to kind of almost override that with everything that we hear. So it's like, oh, it could be us growing up. And I completely feel you. I think I, I reckon every woman would have experienced that whole, oh, do I need to lose weight? Do I need to diet? Mm -hmm. um, but I think we all want to be healthy, right? 
So, yeah, so we think that if we dieted and we lose weight, we'll be able to be healthy. But yet that focus is on the weight, mm. not so much on health. Mm -hmm. And I think what is important is for us to change that focus from that weight to health mm -hmm. because um, your weight could increase, your weight could decrease, and you could be healthier. So it's not about you know, losing weight to be healthy. It's about wanting to be healthy. And going back to being able to intuitively nourish your body, like you can feel your body when it doesn't feel so healthy, right? So for example, we may feel, oh, I'm really tired all the time. I feel really sluggish. I feel really slow. I feel really weak. And that's also our body's kind of signal telling us that, oh, I don't feel so great. I don't feel the healthiest that I can be. Mm. And um, you know, intuitively nourishing your body to be able to reconnect with your body to know what it needs. So, for example, if I am really hungry, it's okay to eat because that's what my body is telling me. Yeah. And as opposed to be like, oh, no, I, it's got this many calories, so maybe I shouldn't eat it. So it's almost like this override, but it's like my body's like, but I'm hungry and I need nourishment. I'm getting a headache. I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling faint. And yet this other voice that we've, because we've listened to all these voices that, oh, but you should be losing weight. You should be eating less. And actually, and you'll find that some people, they find they actually lose weight when they eat more because their body's better, better nourished. And, and I'm not trying to focus on weight here. It's about that health. And your healthy weight can be can fluctuate. It can change as you're getting older. Like, you know, we don't have the same bodies like you know throughout our lifetime. You know, we don't look the same as when we were a baby. Um, so you know, our needs can change. And whether you know you you've moved more on that day or you were sick on one day, there's all these different things. Our body's very complex, but it's also able to tell us what it needs and so by reconnecting with those signals like simple things like okay this is what hungry feels like okay yeah. this is what fullness feels like we can reconnect and be able to nourish it in that way but at the same time the different types of foods that we eat it can nourish us in different ways yeah. i think most people would agree that you know when you're having vegetables more vegetables in your diet people tend to feel better and it's yeah. like there's that feedback again. It's like, you, I feel well nourished. Yeah. If we have, um, and there's nothing, there's no good or bad food. It's just about how much you need and how much is enough to satisfy. So for example, you might feel like, you know, I really feel like chocolate. And that can be a different kind of nourishment. Like it can be a, hey, it makes me feel really satisfied, really happy. This is what I feel like right now. And if you honor that, um, you may find and give yourself that permission to eat, not like, oh, it's a bad food or you shouldn't. You've got that freedom to choose, to choose how much you want, you know, how much is enough to satisfy. And I find that people will realize that how much they thought they needed may not be as much as they thought because yeah. there is, I always make this example, like if I gave you a giant chocolate cake, oh, God. I'm guessing you're not going to enjoy the whole thing in one city. Yeah. Right? But if you had a small piece and you really took time to enjoy it, you'd be a lot more happy and you feel so much better. And so I find that there's this thin line between enjoyment and suffering because mm. it's like i'm enjoying this i'm enjoying this and then i'm like oh, i'm suffering through this but you're still trying to finish it mm. and so by being more in tune with our bodies we can be um more in control it's 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 almost by letting go of control you gain control yeah yeah i totally understand that and i think what i was hearing with all of that was so much that was echoing for the experiences that i've had there's a degree to which something is really pleasurable and enjoyable. And then there's kind of like that magic thin line that you don't realise you're crossing until you've crossed it. And then it's like, oh, I've eaten too much. And that's a really uncomfortable feeling because there's actually, if I'm correct, and I know you'll understand this pretty well, there's it's almost like a bit of a delay from the moment you've eaten something to that sensation that you are actually full. And it's like, if you don't, recognize that there is that delay there's almost no time to kind of pause and think i think i've had enough if i pause 
I'll get that sensation from my body, maybe in the next 15 minutes or half hour, that'll tell me, yep, it's comfortable, I've had enough. We've, we've yep. kind of lost touch with that. And I noticed I can have a bad day and it's like, you know what, I don't care, I'm just going to eat. And I will feel pretty horrible after I've eaten everything that I've eaten. But it's usually, I, I have to say, and I, I'm proud of myself for a lot of reasons. I've, I've always been a very healthy eater. Um, I've kind of had a bit of a mental kind of game plan that it's always been like 90% quality food, 10% whatever I feel like. And that 90-10 rule has been what's worked for me in that I don't care if I have a pig out day because the chances of me having a pig out day again, maybe once a month, and the likelihood is that 10% is going to be something I'm really going to enjoy. Like it'll be like chocolate cake, of course, or chocolate. But that whole sensation of where's that cutoff line? What what do you think it is uh, in terms of the clients you've seen? What do you think it is is probably the the strongest message that comes through in terms of clients being confused about how to get healthy in if, if the issue is that thin cutoff line, that comfortable amount of food, too much food, as well as definitely counting kilojoules because that can be sometimes the worst thing we can do. What are the messages coming through from your clients that probably the strongest concerns they have? I think um, there's actually a few, I think, few levels there of, of what you're asking. So, um, for so you know, a lot of the clients that when I, they come to me and they're like, oh, I want to, I want to lose weight. What I'm hearing that is like to me, that's an iceberg. So, what are you really saying? Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of the times it's coming from a, I'm not good enough until I've lost that weight. I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for every woman out there right now, I want to tell you that you are precious and you are valuable and you are very worthy of care, regardless of what you weigh, regardless of what you look, regardless of what people say. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to know this. And because mm-hmm. I see so many people who come in feeling like they are not good enough, like they, they come in like so downcast, they come in with shame, they come in actually being told that they need to lose weight. And it's like, I asked them, you know, what brings you in here today? And they actually say, this is a very common answer that I get. It's like, well, obviously I'm fat. Obviously I need to lose weight. Yes. And and that really breaks my heart because I was like, that was not what I was asking because I want to know, you know, how would you like help? What would you like help with? And for me, because it doesn't like I'm not here to judge you I'm here to support you Mm. and to like that kind of language already tells me how they've already been judged and Mm. expect to be judged as well and it's really really sad to hear but I've had I've had actually multiple clients who come to me and they said oh my health professional said that you know how could you let yourself become this way I was shocked. I was like, that's not okay. That is not okay. I know you're, you've got a background as a nurse mm. and I think as healthcare professionals, rule of thumb is do no harm. And that's harm to me. Oh, absolutely. Harm doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It can be as much the mental harm that we do by the things that we say or even the things we don't say. Exactly. So I felt like, you know, that that is really not okay. And I just felt like we, our health system and our dieting and weight loss culture has really failed us in our health. Mm. Um, because I could see that that the, the way that they saw themselves, the, their mental health was so damaged from that and um, helping them to realize that I wasn't like that. I wasn't here to judge. I really was here just to support you. You could see that change in that person, that downcast going, Really, they came in expecting for me to take away their foods. They expected me to put them on a diet. Um, they're like, oh, I've tried this. So I, just have, I just need help kind of thing. But so what I do, like the kind of help that I give is to help them to reconnect with their bodies, reconnect with what health means for them. Because I believe health is a complete state of physical, mental and social well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's about how including in looking after them all as a whole. And you really can't have one without the other. You can't be like, you know, I am physically healthy and mentally I am awful. Like 
Yep. Your mental health will impact your physical health. You could be like, oh, you know, I am mentally so strong, but I feel so, you know, I'm in pain and I'm weak and I'm feeling, because that's going to impact the way you feel and the mm -hmm. way you're going to socialise with other people. So I help them to realise what health is for them because the question that I like to ask them is like, okay, so, you know, you want to go on a healthy diet. What's a healthy diet? What's yeah. healthy to you? And it's like, question marks everywhere exactly yep. people don't know mm -hmm. and so it's about helping you understand your health because otherwise you're going to be told all these things I always like to say it as um you know you don't know a lie unless you knew the truth yes yeah and so without like a baseline of what the truth is for you whatever someone's telling you it's like you got to avoid this food. You got to avoid bread. You got to have more bread. It's like yes, okay, but then like ten other people said that too. That must be right. And then yeah. someone else comes along. The next ten people go, no, that's not right. And then you're here going, ah, oh, so what is it? So you get more confused, more stressed, and more worried about eating. And I find that dieting, like you know, I'm trying to count the calories or the good in the bad food. That, that dieting mentality, mm -hmm. it really steals that enjoyment of food and it also absolutely. steals away that health. Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest concern for dieting, I think, too, is with all that emotional and social pressure that's involved is we often, and we, you and I would both have had these conversations with clients along the way, is where it's uh, like a last-minute um, race to lose a certain amount of weight for a particular occasion. And yet when it comes to lifestyle, the rest of any time outside of that occasion is like they don't have the, the real motivation or the reason to care. So it's like the motivations are there for a specific event, but the rest of the time life lives, is lived in apathy. And that's to me that's really tragic because, you know, desperate to lose, I want to lose five kilos because um, I've got a friend's wedding coming up and I want to get into that dress that I bought like oh that's a bit sad really is because in the lead up to something that's meant to be a joyful event you're stressing about what you're going to look like and whether the dress is going to fit and whether you're going to feel okay because deep down inside you actually don't think that you're beautiful enough you don't accept who you are and you perhaps as you've just mentioned perhaps don't even know what healthy eating is um, and the, the mixed messages that are in society about paleo and about low carbs and high protein and don't eat this and eat that and you shouldn't have this and if you're on gluten free and whatever and it's like what an overwhelm of information and it's, it's, it comes as no surprise that people don't know how to choose a healthy way to present their, their, uh, themselves in their own lives and then on top of that you've got I guess the um, the financial component of all of that is, and it's still, I find this so frustrating, that healthy food, in fact, most of the time is more expensive. And the, the cheap, really unsubstantial foods, like the fast foods, the takeout foods, are often super, super cheap to buy. You know, and the downside of that is there are people who's, whose budgeting skills and, and concepts of cooking and the idea of knowing how to actually prepare basic food, they just don't have that notion. And so preparing healthy food, eating healthy food, and then that, that mindset of just trying to suddenly lose a little bit of weight in a space of time for an event, there's all of these overlays. So there's nothing simple about the concept of eating. We just don't seem to be able to get into that groove of eat healthy food, enjoy it, and have a healthy lifestyle that's built around that. So there's a lot that you've mentioned there. And I'm curious about um, the, what it is that you see is perhaps the most important thing that we need to get right. What do you think is, is the, the um, foundation there? Yeah, I think we need to take away, take away some of the labels. 
um, that we put on food. Like, you know, you were mentioning, you know, there's the healthy food and the unhealthy food. Actually, there was a study in Australia that showed that um, having more nutritious food in that diet, it actually ends up being cheaper than, say, junk food. But that's not the point that I'm, I'm going to make. Um, I think the way that we see food as healthy and unhealthy may not be so healthy for us as well, because that also um, reinforces that good and bad food. I believe that food all has a place, but um, when we don't get the nutrients that our bodies need to function well, that's when we have a problem and we'll be able to feel that. So it's not that it's one food's healthy, one's food not, but there are foods going to, that's going to nourish your body well. And there's foods that if you eat too much of it and you don't get the nutrients that you need, your body's not going to function as well. So if we start looking at it in a health focus kind of way and like, oh, what will nourish my body well? And what's the motivation? You were talking about that motivation being getting to address, for example. What if we change that dialogue? What if we change it to, I want to be the healthiest me that I can be. I want to be, you know, I want to feel confident about myself. I want to be able to feel fit. I want to be able to move. I want to be able to, you know, be able to concentrate, to be able to sleep well. Like all these things that we don't have to put a number on it. We don't have to put a, um, a weight on that because it's so much more than that. And I find that when everyone just concentrates too much on that weight, like we did talk about goal weight and they talk about um, the healthy weight range, but you know, does anyone really know what that is for you? Because they can't feel it. It's like, if someone hits you, I'll be like, oh my goodness, Terry, that must have hurt. But I'm not feeling the pain. I'm not feeling your hunger and I'm not feeling your desires and the things that you're feeling, which your body's actually telling you. So I think it's also about reconnecting and making health the focus. And what is that for you? Mm. And that's why um, the first thing that I would you know, really like working with people is helping them to understand health for themselves because when you've got that, then other things, it's easy to make those decisions. So when people say things, you're like, yeah, that works or that doesn't work for me. Just like you're like, you know, this works for me. This is healthy for me. Who is, who is anybody else to tell you that that's not good for you? If you're like, if you are physically, you're mentally and you're um, socially well, who is someone to say, no, you're not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes so much sense. One thing that I find interesting, and you mentioned that my background's in nursing, but I also have another background and my very first qualification was as a chef. So I learned um, how to do basic food preparation to, you know, get me into the world of working in um, commercial kitchens. And my passion for food started pretty much at that point. And one of the things that I've learned over the years, and I never went on to become a chef as in taking that as my career because I really didn't enjoy making food. Now, that wasn't that I didn't like cooking. I just didn't like preparing food for other people because in my own mind, way back in my 20s, I was very judgmental about what food was. No, you know, that's not healthy. So I was one of those people that sat in that position of that's not good food, that's unhealthy, et cetera, et cetera. But what I also realised as well was that society was very good at um, putting an air of mystique almost over how to cook food. And I've observed for years and, and obviously found it quite amusing, the concept of MasterChef and the like, where the average person quite often doesn't know how to prepare basic food. And it's for whatever reason, either that they've got the, the kind of loving parents who dote on their kids and never actually teach them how to cook proper food. It just doesn't become the thing that they do at, at home. Uh, and if and one of the things, one of the greatest skills that I ever learned was how to prepare food. Uh, even though I never took that as a professional um, career path, one of the things that stood me in good stead is I am confident in a kitchen in that if I want to make something healthy to eat, I know that it doesn't require 17 different ingredients that you'll never, ever use again. And it doesn't require 16 different cooking techniques and a thousand different knives. If you've got a chopping board, a knife, a bowl and a grater, you'll probably make some of the best food you've ever made because it really comes down to respecting what the food is about. And I'm wondering where you sit with the idea of 
where people are at in terms of do people perhaps not eat so healthily? And, and I hear you when you say no food is necessarily good or bad, um, but do people tend to eat less healthy and perhaps maybe have a little bit too many meals that are coming from the fast food outlets because food preparation has been made out to just be too complicated and do people perhaps not have the confidence in food preparation? What's your take on all of that? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good um, point that you make there. I think cooking skills is very important, like being able to prepare food. And that is, that is a very legitimate barrier for a lot of people in terms of being to prepare more foods that are more nourishing for them that they can enjoy. But I think even beyond that, um, something that I realised is that fear of getting it wrong. And it just reminded me of this client that I had and, you know, again, coming in really downcast, like just like, oh, I want to eat, I just don't know how to cook. And I was like, you know, you don't have to get it right. It's about just trying because the more you try, the more you get it. Mm. And I, and actually I made the master chef example. I said to her, look, you've, you've watched master. And she's like, yeah, I'm like fancy foods, like they can cook, right? Yep. They also get it very, very wrong sometimes, don't they? <laughs> And that's okay. Yeah. And I like to help people to see food in a different way because we do eat with our eyes. Mm-hmm. Because what I love about vegetables is that beautiful colour that it can just add to a meal, just like boom. And it's, you know, yeah, so there's more textures, there's more flavours, there's more colours. So it's very exciting to eat because when people see vegetables as boring or it's the healthy food, so it must not be yummy. So it's just like kind of this almost concept that where healthy food isn't yummy, uh, unhealthy food is yummy. So it's again, it's another thing that's been very subtly but very embedded in our culture as well. But what if we didn't look at it that way? What if we saw that we could, you know, grate a carrot, like you're saying, get a grater, get some lettuce together. Oh, I like a better, you know nuts in there because it gives a bit of texture in there put a beetroot there because there's a bit more color in there and just by focusing on making things look beautiful look yummy feel yummy feel fresh you're going to get a whole bunch of different nutrients so i tell people like think about vegetables look at all the different colors different colors give you different nutrients yes yeah. so have a range of different colors in there different variety more variety and just think about what do you enjoy what do you like to eat and try it. It's okay to get it wrong. And going back to my client, I remember her coming back because, you know, again, it was a lot of that shame coming and go, oh, feeling like, um, you know, I know you're going to tell me that I'm doing all these things wrong. And like, I, I when she came back, she, when she left that office, um, she called her daughter and was like, you know, so excited, so motivated, and um, well, no, she didn't even, she didn't even weigh me. <laughs> like she was just so excited, expecting me to be, you know, being a certain way. And I know I'm quite different, um, but she was so appreciative of her and came back, you know, moving a lot. She thought that, you know, exercise is, oh, yeah, just, just push this much. And she, she completely exceeded it. And she was so excited to be moving, she was excited to be dancing, excited to be cooking and trying all these foods. And when, she, when I met her, she was like, I'm not confident about that. I don't, like, I don't feel like I'm a very good cook. Um, but um, came back and she was just, the things that she was telling me was like beautiful colours, lots of different vegetables, lots of variety. And, um, you know, she also felt that, you know, I didn't always get it right, but that was okay. Like, it's okay that I got it wrong. And I think with the cooking, sometimes it's about trying and being like, it's okay to get it wrong. You can still eat it. It doesn't have to look, you know, MasterChef presentation. Just think colours, think textures, think what you like try different foods and what i always encourage people is don't make the decision that you don't like it because we've been taught just like i was saying about oh healthy food is not yummy so you don't want to eat that Mm -hmm. and well that is like a preconceived thing and that's controlling what you're eating now but instead why don't we in this moment i'm going to give this a go it's okay if i like it or i don't like it it's just about trying and i find from that people just increase their variety of food increase their enjoyment of food yeah and yeah so yes we that's definitely an issue but we've got also got a lot of things like youtube and things like that thing can help us to learn a little different cooking skills but it's also okay to just try like it's okay to get it wrong 
think about it as you know playing with different things and you will feel like you know oh, hey this combination worked really well you may have never thought of it before yep. but as you do more of it you find it's more enjoyable you'll find new combinations and you'll become more confident in trying different foods so uh, i encourage people to look at it that way and like i say i'm really about food enjoyment and i do believe you can nourish your body very well by eating you know, very yummy foods as well and i think vegetables one of them is like can really easily make color, flavor, textures into a meal. And I think you having a chef background, I think you're probably better at talking about how you can make all those nice meals. Um, but yeah, that's, how, that's the way I see it. And that's, that's the way I encourage others. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, it really does come down to um, changing that preconceived notion of what something is in terms of whether it's a um, healthy food or not healthy food in terms of something might not taste fabulous the first time if it's an unusual taste. You may not have the, the taste buds um, um, acquired taste for something. So it does take a little while. For example, I absolutely hated with a passion tomatoes when I was little. Now, I absolutely love tomatoes now and my mother thinks that's ridiculous because she remembers trying to force me to eat tomatoes and i remember being rebellious enough not to eat them i think would be a nice word but me being I'm, one of the other things that um is is important in, in our conversation here that, that echoes for me is i'm actually vegetarian and have been for decades and in all of that time the one thing that i've found has been really super valuable in all of that is Vegetables do provide, not only do they provide um, substance in the meal, you, it, there's a lot of vegetables that you can eat that can fill the plate up and make the plate look like you're eating an enormous amount of food, but there's actually very little um, calorie or kilojoule uh, content in them. So if someone's still battling with that conversation in their head, they can at least manage that conversation mentally by looking at a huge bowl and people laugh about salad oh that's rabbit food and there's no substance in rabbit food but if you balance it out by having that with some other substantial foods like the sweet potatoes and like um, perhaps um, mushrooms and just adding in different different textures and different types of foods you're actually getting a better balance of that um, nutrient intake but as you say it's about learning to taste something and, and not having an idea that oh, if it's a healthy food it's going to taste awful learning how to manage the appetite and and so we've, we've covered off so many amazing uh, parts of this whole conversation there's so many different things that people need to learn to feel comfortable with so it's it's learning to enjoy the food learning to have the balance and um, the name of your business is actually Yummy Balance, which I think is a really cool name. And it comes down to there's no need to beat ourselves up if we enjoy a cupcake, you know, once, you know, if we have something we want to have, have one. But it's also just that knowledge that if you sustain that kind of eating, if you sustain the stuff, that uh, the, the type of eating that doesn't have the nutrient balance in it, across a long period of time yes it's going to affect your health and your body will start to tell you this isn't working we, we can enjoy it for a short period but the body needs nourishment and i guess that's kind of leading to where i'm going with this we as a um as a culture don't tend to focus on the fact that food is actually the fuel that keeps our bodies going we tend not to have that conversation because it's not so exciting it's a bit too scientific and technical and biological and yet at the essence of it all we need to eat the kinds of foods that actually fuel the the functions of the body and if we don't eat those foods the body does actually start to break down or not to function at all classic example and, and most people would have learned about this in school is you know the experience of scurvy and you know just not having vitamin c it sounds so simple, but eat an orange a day, so to speak, was the concept back then. And that improved the way that those sailors at the time that they were talking about, um, it improved their diet. So there is a cause and effect or a ripple effect if you don't eat a certain type of food. 
And yet I also find, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this, the body tends to be fairly resilient because you can see there are a lot of people out there that are doing things that are truly harmful to their bodies. And I mean harmful, it doesn't necessarily just mean food. There are other things that they're probably taking and putting in their bodies. And yet they're still able to get on with life. It may not be in the healthy version of it. They may not know what it feels like to be healthy, but the body's quite an amazing and resilient uh, machine, really. So what would your thoughts be on how to introduce that conversation with people, and I'm sure you do it with your clients, the notion that food is actually fuel for the body as much as it is something that you can gain pleasure, that's why we have taste buds and that's why the mouth and the mind are so con um, connected on the idea of something that tastes good, your brain knows that it tastes good. Yet at the same time, the body physically craves natural nourishment for its function. What are your thoughts on how to have those conversations with people and encourage them to, as you say, tune in and listen to their bodies? Yeah, I completely agree with you. It is, our bodies are very cleverly built. We are built for survival and we are very resilient. I think an example is, for example, if you had salty food, like it was too salty for you, you know that first taste, it's like, ah. Yeah. But if you keep eating it, it's like, it's still ah, but somehow you're already adapting mm. so that you'll manage to get it in. Yeah. And I'm not encouraging this if it's too salty, don't eat it. But like, my point is, like, it just, I always found how, like, when I'm becoming in tune with my body, I was like, how clever is that? Like, the food hasn't changed, but, like, I'm trying to adapt so yeah. that I can manage. Yeah. And I think that our body's resilience and adaptability actually kind of shows why that whole dieting doesn't really work. Mm. Because, you know, if our body, if we're in a famine situation, our body's trying to reserve energy for our survival. It will try to use little energy so that we can survive for longer. Mm -hmm. If we've got too much, it's that storing so that we can have it for like the other days and we know maybe we'll be, um, you know, we, we're in a famine, like we don't have enough. So I think, you know, you make a really good point in terms of our body being really resilient. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're talking about fuel. Absolutely, our bodies need to be fuel. If you give a car who needs premium elated, but then you give it elated, uh, it will work. It just probably won't work as great as, as it could. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, you know, when our bodies aren't getting the nourishment that it needs, it will work but it could have worked better. Mm. And the thing is our bodies give us signals. It's like the car might be like, brr, boom, 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 boom. Like yeah. it's like, it's, it's just like, you know, that was, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Like if the engine's got problems or something, something's got problem. Our bodies gives us signals. We just don't always know how to read them. Yeah. So like I talk about the hunger and the fullness being the simple thing, but you know, things like um, feeling sick and feeling unwell, that can be another signal. Like when you know, when you, I, you know, if you go in, you're right, you know, let's food aside, you know, when we're talking about people putting their bodies through immense harshness, mm. you know, they've got some really tough cookies out there who deals with things like in deals with literally deals with punches and like, you know, our body knows how to recover, but it also like, you know, we're, we've got pain. So we're like, you know, that hurts. Something's not right. You know, this is not ideal. Mm. So I think that's similarly knowing that you know for example i find like when people aren't nourishing their bodies well they feel they're very sluggish they feel really tired they find it's hard to concentrate and by just changing the diet so that they're nourishing their bodies more so of course we still need to have all these different um quality food groups of a variety of of foods in our um, diet and we want that to be the main part of our diet but not because it's like a right or wrong but because we've we know that when we do fuel our bodies, if we look at it in a different way, we fuel our bodies, our bodies work better. And that's the motivation. It's not about a certain number because it's about I'm able to be the best that I can. I can live life to the best that I can um, because I'm fueled well. So it's like you, you move, you exercise um, because you enjoy, because you feel better after you feel like I get better energy, I feel physically stronger. And so that's why you do it, not because it's the right thing to do. Um, 
it, it's a very different mindset. And like, you absolutely, still need lots of vegetables, fruit, whole grains. Um, you could do your leamings of your protein sources if you're vegetarian. Um, for some people, dairy sources. So it's all about, you know, having a, a complete, uh, a whole, all these different kind of foods that will nourish your body well so your body can function. Because that's why I said the focus is health, the focus isn't weight. Mm -hmm. And because you feel healthy in a lot of different ways, you feel it in your physical self, you feel it in mentally, you feel it in your social well being. And it's very important to consider these things, understand what that is for you, um, so that you won't have to be chasing what everybody else is saying that it's healthy. It's like, I will say that this is what healthy is, this is what healthy looks like, now be it. Yeah. And it's like, your body's like, but that's not me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think we, we were chatting prior to this interview um, and one of the things that we chatted about was even some of the television programming and advertising that comes through. And one of the things that still makes me shake my head and, and I've seen the ad a few times is um, the ad where there's a background of a song um, playing and there's women walking around with this most glum expression on their face, always constantly thinking about the foods that they wish they could have. And then all of a sudden, not only are they presented with this alleged perfect food, the whole upbeat change in the um, promotion, in the advertisement is obviously there to you know, lock in the notion that, oh, it's okay to have this food because it's, Con, uh, um, calorie controlled and it contains only so many of these xyz you know uh, nutrition um, elements and I, I every time i see it i just think it is so so sad that there's a reinforcement for women to always be focused on how good or bad they have to feel because of the types of foods they want to eat which comes back to some of the stuff that we've already talked about. There's a whole role that our society plays in re reaffirming and not fighting against the conditioning that is going on, particularly with a lot of the television and um, media promotions that take place. What's your big mission in terms of what would you like to see as the one thing that you could make the difference with not just necessarily, you know, locally or nationally, but globally. What's the one big thing that really stands out to you as your one big passionate mission? I want to change the way that our world talks about health, food and bodies, because I think that really needs to change. I think it's damaging our health. I think just like what you're saying about that, it was, it was guilting these people. Like we are, you're telling them that, it is wrong to want to have a cupcake. Mm -hmm. It's food. You haven't committed a crime. It, the food is not good or bad. It does not have a moral value. But somehow we've labelled it as that way. And by doing that, you just pile it on guilt and shame onto people if they eat it. You feel like a bad person for eating a cupcake. I mean, we just look at the words by itself. It sounds ridiculous, but that is how we've been taught to feel, right? It's why I was like, it's the way that we talk about weight has to change the way we talk about bodies has to change the way we talk about health and food has to change because right now it's a very it may not be something you're conscious about and i know i grew up with this because i also experienced you know being told that i was fat being told that i should lose weight being told that then oh you oh, you look like you've lost weight and you lost weight is a compliment in our society like can't we be going hey you look great you look like you're glowing can we be say, like complimenting by saying, hey, you look like you've got, you're filled with energy. What's up? You know, why is you have lost weight? You look great is a compliment. Can't we say you look great because you look so confident right now? You know, you're looking like you're shining. You're glowing right now. You're looking great. Like why does weight have to be that standard of complimenting? Mm -hmm. And so by doing that, we don't realise that we have good intentions. People have good intentions. But it reinforces that losing weight is a good thing. Losing weight is a good thing. And that reinforces that message. 
And we you know with ads like you were talking about, it reinforces that there is such a thing as a bad food. There are foods that you shouldn't have, that you should be um, counting calories, that you should be thin. And like there's that, that dialogue that keeps going. It's subtle because our diet and weight loss culture has become so strong and so just accepted that we believe that if we start dieting, we'll be able to be healthier. If we lost that weight, we will be accepted. Mm. Let me tell you, I was a healthy weight range and I was still told that you were too thin, you should lose weight. So guess what? Whatever you're weighing, someone's still gonna judge you, someone's still gonna say that you're too fat, someone's still gonna say that you're too thin. Like, guess what? Their comments are invalid because they don't know who you are, they don't know your health, they don't know what's good for you. They just have been also listening to all these voices telling us what is good and healthy um, whether they're doing it or not, that's another story. <laughs> they, they, a lot of people like to talk. They just talk more than they do. And so I find that, you know, when I realised, I'm like, you know, I know what health is for me. I know my definition of health. I was like, you got no idea what you're talking about. I know when I'm feeling unhealthy. I know when I'm feeling weak. I know when I'm hungry. And by knowing that, then you realise that, okay, I know when I'm healthy. Just because you tell me that I should gain weight or lose weight or that I'm too thin or I'm too fat, they're invalid because they don't understand your health. And so that's why I want us to be able to change the way we talk about these things. There shouldn't be, no one should be judged for the way that they look. No one should be judged for the way that, you know, there's uh, the weight or anything like that, especially when you've gone to look for help with your health nobody should be judging you they should be like you know welcoming you helping you hey great let me help you on your journey yeah. and it should there should not be judging like you know guilt and shame are not health care tools guilt and shame are not part of health so don't use it that way exactly. and i know that we we tend to use that on like you know, oh i feel bad that i don't look a certain way and by that will be my motivation let your motivation be the best you that you can be, be the health. And that might not have a certain look. You can be healthy at varying weights, depending on your lifestyle, depending on, you know, where you are in life. So, let, you know, make that decision in a different way. Yep. So I just, yeah, really want to encourage everyone. Let's start changing the way we talk about things. Let's start focusing on our health. Let's start focusing on the well-being. It's not about the way that we look. It's about our physical, our mental and our social well-being as well. Let's support each other in that. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And something that just as you were saying those last few words, something came to me. It was like that reminds me of um, a documentary I was watching um, of about all things the Barbie doll. And, um, you know, for a lot of us, uh, particularly in my generation and uh, going back, you know, like 40-odd years, I had a Barbie doll, the traditional standard very long leg, um, big busted, tiny waisted, long blonde hair, blue eyed, standard issue Barbie doll. And the documentary that I was watching not all too long ago was focused on the new transition of the Barbie doll and how they were manufacturing Barbie dolls that represented the true um, multicultural representation of the globe. And the way they were having so many issues with how to present something uh, whether you know they were going to make a change to the size of her hips whether they were going to make a, a change to how tall she was whether they were going to show thigh gap or not that good old thigh gap conversation and it was really quite astounding to watch to think that the the big issue that they had was making sure that there was a doll that little girls could really relate to. And what it came down to that was really fascinating for me was they were making a doll that actually was more real. And the whole point of it was she had bigger hips, she had smaller boobs, she had shorter legs, she looked like a regular human being in doll form rather than this stereotypical unrealistic mod, uh, you know model based um, character and the beauty of it 
for the actual outcome was that the, um, the creation of the doll was an absolute hit. And what it spoke to me about was body acceptance. And mm. what someone looks like is not an indication of their health in that if they have glowing skin and healthy hair and nails and their teeth are all good and, you know, just the general eye um, um, observational type qualities that you can look for, if those general appearance qualities indicate that the body's healthy but the person is fairly solid and robust, that's how they are. And it's, it's even better if there's somebody who has a passion for taking care of their health Maybe they do some form of physical activity that's also beneficial for keeping the body active. And I'm not saying that, you know, everyone must exercise, although I am an advocate for it. I, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's got to respect what their body can and can't do. But from a position of having a different body shape, it's, there are so many other ways to see if the body is healthy. And you've mentioned a lot of them. Do they feel sluggish? Do they feel tired? Are they sleeping well? Are they concentrating? Even going to the toilet is a simple way to gauge. Uh, is your body working properly? And, you know, if you've got a headache or you've got to have a coffee first thing in the morning before, you, those are the little telltale signs in the body that say you are either functioning at a really good state of health, sure, it could probably get better, but if you're in a good state of health, your physical well-being will tell you that getting on a set of scales and looking in the mirror and buying a size of clothing is not going to tell you how healthy you are. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm interested to hear just in, in terms of um, your viewpoints, are there any ways that society could make any changes, not just in the conversations that you've already spoken about, but are there any other ways that you think that society could make some changes? Yeah, look, I think like, you know, you were talking about the, the Barbie dolls and making it more realistic. I think we are just all so different. I think we are so, um, you know, we can be all different bodies. We all look different. We don't, like, health doesn't have a certain look, mm. you know. Everyone's health is going to look different. And I think it's just about kind of showing that variety. I actually really loved, um, there were some ads that was much more body, body positive. And what they're showing, they're showing like all different sizes. Like I know that you talked about some people having a thin waist and some people having a thicker hips and things like that. For some people, I think we need to also remember it's not just about, you know, big bodies, but also smaller ones as well, because there's going to be people who are healthy in a smaller body. There's people who are healthy in a bigger body. And that's okay because everyone's health is different. Um, I think we need to remember not to ignore that side of things as well. Because people, sometimes it gets so, there's so much attention sometimes with the body shaming in like a bigger size that we also forget sometimes we get that shame on the other side as well. And so to remember, you know, everyone is different. There is no right or wrong. Everyone's on a different place in their health journey. Yeah. And I think getting that message that it can be at any size, like, you know, showing that variety, in, you know, when it comes to marketing or when it comes to our messages, in, in media, like showing that whole variety, showing the different side of health, showing things that are beyond the scene. And I'm really liking how, you know, we're adding a lot more mental health promotion because that is so, so important. And when we focus on so much on the things that only our eyes can see, we can't see beyond, you know, those things. And like, that's why I try to, when I see people, I'm like, I see beyond the words because you tell me that, I need to lose weight. I've been told I need to lose weight. But beyond that, what does that really mean? Mm. And I think it's about getting that beyond that. What is under the iceberg? Because these are the icebergs that are chipping at the iceberg. You're not going to get rid of the iceberg. Yeah. So let's go deep. Let's get, let's uncover some of those under the iceberg mm -hmm. and actually under the water, I should say, um, and show people, you know, what are the health challenges? What is health? Show it beyond what we usually see. So we can try to switch that culture, change that message, and we can start influencing like you know, our whole communities because, you know, I may be one person, but someone has to say something different as well for us to have something different. And it's about getting those messages out there and helping everyone realise their own health. And that's going to look different. And let's get that other part of health 
into the spotlight so that we can start having a better picture of it and not just this little view that just a dot in a picture. Yeah, yeah, so totally true. Absolutely. Now, we could keep talking about these topics for quite some time and it's such a layered subject matter and it's, you know, what starts out is one subject here ends up over here and then we layer it on with all of this and then we could peel away all the layers and go, but what about this? So many more conversations that we could have just about what society's view of health is, how society is, is just buying into all the very unhealthy messages about the concept of health. And I'd really like to uh, wrap this up by asking you just in the three uh, summary questions, what is it you do? Who do you do it for? And why do you do it? So what I do is I help people to find their own health and to be able to especially help women to overcome that struggle from the dieting and the the dieting cycle, the overeating, the emotional eating, to take back control of their health and be able to intuitively nourish their bodies. I do it for all the women who's been told that they're not good enough, that they've been judged for how the way they look, for all the women who's been told they're too fat or too thin, that they have to go on a diet, for all those women who felt judged growing up um, and feeling like, you know, they want to be healthy, but it's like all these things are stopping you. And really, if you are struggling, you're listening to this and you were struggling with binge eating or the dieting or just feeling really bad about yourself and having this poor relationship with food, I'd love to invite you to a free discovery call with me. Um, you can go to my website, um, yummybalance.com.au. And like I know how hard it is like I've been there how you know when you are struggling it's so hard to ask for help so I want to invite you and so that we can have a chat we can talk about what are you going through what are you struggling with and how can I help you to support you to find your own answers to get there so that you don't need to have that burden on you anymore and you can be feel free to enjoy food and enjoy life to the full so yeah I, I want to be able to help these women like I know how that feels. I mean, we're all women here right now. So I want you guys to know there is a better way. There is, um, there is freedom and you can be healthy and it's not determined by your weight. It's not determined by what you eat. It's not determined about the diet that you are following. It is about you and your health and we can get you there and, you know, find the right people who will support you for that. Mm, absolutely. And it's really valuable to know that um, it, it, it doesn't have to be a, a life of dieting and yo-yo dieting. It can be about food enjoyment, but I think that the more knowledge that someone has about what food really is and how to understand their body's response to it, you know, obviously the healthier the experience they're going to have. And you, you were um, able to suggest there that if people wanted to get into contact with you, um, for anyone who's going to be watching this or listening to this after, um, wherever this is loaded, either as the YouTube channel video or as the podcast, there will be uh, Perry's contact information for Yummy Balance and you can definitely get in touch with her. Absolutely recommend it. And in terms of how people can find you, Perry, where are you located in terms of social media and how do people find you? Yep, so I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. So my handle is at Yummy Balance dietitian um, I'm sure we'll, we'll put in the links down there and like please follow along if you feel like you know I, I just post helpful tips in there to encourage you to help you to see um, health differently help you to see food differently to what you're used to hearing and so it's just there to encourage you to give you some information um, to help you on your health journey and if you have any questions please feel free to reach out and ask I'm here to help and I want you to be able to be the healthiest self that you can be Awesome. That is absolutely amazing. And I think it's really valuable that we have these conversations, especially for women who may be feeling, you know, particularly in the COVID-19 stresses that are going on, stress is a really um, typical prompter for women to, to reach for comfort foods and then go through all of the body shaming and the emotional guilt for having eaten something that, you know, they've got all this conditioning about. So during these current times, if you do need some support, by all means, in terms of um, you know, dietary support, have a conversation with Perry. If you need anyone to chat to, 
We're both available. Uh, anyone can reach out to us. Our contact details will be located um, in the description for the, either the YouTube video or for the podcast. Perry, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. And uh, yeah, look, anytime that anybody has any questions, please reach out to one of us. Um, we're more than happy to support you on your journey. Thank you so much, Perry. Thank you so much, Sherry, for having me. It's been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. My pleasure. Thank you so much.